Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin AK Tags. Solar Wrecker of Days. Nice. Episode 164. Just keep going up by one. It seems to be working for us. It's basic counting. We, got, we got it down. Number thing down. That's right. Yeah. We can't count any higher as long as we... Wait, no. Our counting limitations are limited to the amount of episodes we have. So if my kids want to know what number comes after 164, they better know it on their own. You're going to have to wait till next week. I won't know it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. Sweet. We'll find out. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us this week. And uh, especially to patrons, thank you for supporting the podcast. We had a bunch of resubs this week. Thank you very much. If you're curious what our Patreon is, check it out. You get access to After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast, where Tyler and I just continue this wonderful friendship we have online through a camera and a microphone. It is a lot better now that it's online only and we don't have to smell you. It's like once a once a once a week. We just uh yeah. Chill out. Do some hang out. chattering and chit chattering. Anyway, that's after dark, so check it out. Thanks everybody for supporting us. You guys are awesome and we appreciate it. How's your week, bud? I had a good week. Did I'm you? I'm curious, Justin. I got a question for you. Um how much do you pay for a haircut? All right, listen. Last <laughs> Last week, I did ask about it because I got a new haircut and I read all of the, there were comments uh, on a lot of our different places. I saw Discord and YouTube, some people private messaged me and I have come to realize, well, first off, outside of Canada and the US primarily, it seems way more affordable getting your haircut. Like it seemed like a lot of the people in like European areas and they just seem to have, their prices seem way better now. 30 euros is a lot Canadian. That that might have been the highest we saw cuz I I think most were in the like 12 to 18. What's 30 euros in Canadian? Was mm, that like $100? No. <laughs> not <laughs> euros to Canadian 30 euros. It's a it's a dollar 40 per. So $41. Hmm. I know. <laughs> See, you and I have different budgets. You and I have different personalities different play styles and path of exile that applies to that translates into normal life well, but you don't get your hair cut differently so. as well no i um probably 10 years ago bought myself a shaver right and uh it's been fantastic and there were a lot of people that that was the response as well that they mm -hmm. bought a shaver and now do their own hair and well we're at that age now just i mean my hair is so receding people think i'm bald yeah you just go for the i clean wish look. i was bald man then i wouldn't have to do anything if i was bald <laughs> How often do you, you know, shave it up? My face? No, your once head. Once a week. My head, once every two weeks. Hmm. I wear a hat most of the time for my concussion stuff. Right, right, so uh, my head, I can do it once every two weeks. And that's the more annoying one anyway. The face is nice, easy, and quick. Hmm. They get the same number though. So whatever I feel like doing on my face, they get the same razor oh, really? for the head. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Is definitely. that just because I you feel like a number it? one and nice and tight? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I have zero interest in actually trying to make my weird head with barely any hair look good. I, just I would make be... it not noticeable. That's the key. <laughs> my thing has the always more been more effort you put in. I don't care what color my hair turned because I got like the silver on the side. I as I have a weird head, so to go bald just terrifies me because I just I don't, I don't have a a normal my I feel like my well my head's big and it just I think I'd look ridiculous with no hair. But you and your dad, I don't know about your brother, but you and your dad, you have natural silver tips. Yeah, Some Nate people doesn't. pay to get the tips of their hair dyed just so that they can get your look. So you've got like, a, I got lucky. You and your that. dad got this natural yum. Yeah. You know, the older you get, the yummier you That's get. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so anyway, I do appreciate everybody uh, responding. That was awesome to see what it was like around the world. Uh, I, uh, I, my previous price was, uh, a little bit lower than the the I used yeah, to yeah right it was lower I, no, nothing no. you do is lower I used to pay about thirty five bucks every two weeks okay, that's what that's I used to pay but that's yeah. all right this and, new one uh, is much more expensive it sounds <laughs> like you're avoiding telling us the exact details well, so new nobody thing, was even Discord close and everyone else no, oh wow wow because there were some pricey ones okay what so what was the priciest uh, what was the priciest everyone oh I don't remember exactly yeah um but um. Everyone, no matter where it is that you're responding, new game. Now try and guess how much Justin's haircut was. And maybe like he'll it, have had too much to drink one night and he'll be like, yep, yeah, that's it. it. I didn't I didn't think it was like I did think it was high. Even when I got it, I thought, boy, that is relatively high for a haircut. But I was curious if I would be happy with the results more so than I was before, which I was. 
So then it's put me in this weird spot of, is it worth the extra $150 every two weeks? Well, it's not 150 every two weeks. (laughs) It's like 149.99. So no, but so I'm not sure what to do now. I'm not really sure because I did really like the haircut. It's just maybe I'll go every three weeks instead of every two weeks. I couldn't go a month. There's no way. The ear. I know. Well, I'm watching to see. I'm watching to see what (laughs) happens with it and see how quickly it grows because they did like a 0.5 and then the fade up. So we'll see how long that takes to uh, to approach the area of no return for me, which is hair crossing the ear. But yeah, thanks everybody for the response. It was fun. I really did appreciate reading them because I am quite curious how there's a difference in different parts of the world, and it does seem like it's much better in other areas. Although I did hear some people, even in Canada and the, the States, are like, well, there's an alley down the road and, and they'll do it for 14 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some guy in a van. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how was your week? Well, you never guess who I got a letter from in the mail, Justin. Santa? That's right. I got a letter. Almost, but better. Yeah. But now worse, but better. From PepsiCo Canada. Oh, God. We value your comments and your loyalty to our products. Thanks Pepsi. for contacting us. Sincerely, PepsiCo Consumer Relations. Remember, I wrote Doritos. Oh, are they they own Doritos? Yeah, I'd yeah, say, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's a wonderful picture on Wait, this oversized business card. An actual thing in the mail. Some of their products. <laughs> just just a little advertisement. You know, they got flyer. some Lay's. They have some Pepsi. They also own Quaker. So for those quick oats, is there at least some a Gatorade coupon? on there? Some Tropicana. Oh yes, Justin. That is the second thing that was on there. Now I get one free for tea. Frito-Lay product of any variety or flavor. Is Frito-Lay Doritos? Uh, well, yeah. See, see, they introduce themselves as PepsiCo, but then I get Frito-Lay, and then underneath it says that's basically all like the So you can get your ketchup stuff. Doritos. Right. So guess what I did? Did you? I went to Save on Foods, which is the only <laughs> freaking grocery $6. store that carries it. I went, yeah. <laughs> well, stupid price. It is almost that much. But anyway, um, but like 7-Eleven doesn't have the ketchup Doritos. Superstore doesn't have them. The the no frills doesn't have them. Safe. Like and none, of, none of the other. We have a th- like only th- save th- on. That's all we it? have. Only save on. Hmm. So guess what I do yesterday on my Just way back. I went to London shit. Drugs to go pick up some pictures that I ordered. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for one of the gifts that I'm doing, I went and got some pictures that I had printed, picked it up. Call my wife and I'm like, hey, do I have time to stop at Save On Foods before we watch another Bond tonight? Because we're going through the Bond right. movies. We, and we watched um, the third one. What's it called? Uh, Skyfall. And um, I love the Bond movies. Massive loopholes. In Quantum of Solace and Skyfall, there's some massive story loopholes. But still. <laughs> Only you. It, but, I love it. But, but anyway, anyway, we were watching those. So I'm like, hey, do I have any time left before, you know, you start reading Harry Potter, the kids. And then for Skyfall, I want some chips for skyfall she's like yeah yeah yeah. no the kids are taking forever so on the way back from london drugs i go to save on foods i go in there get out they didn't have any none to the point and remember they were temporary they said for a limited time but on the shelf and remember like save on doesn't stock doritos doritos comes in and stocks yeah. doritos there wasn't even a section for them justin i read I was like in tears almost. No. I was reading all the tags. They were actually there was gone. no more Doritos ketchup. Oh, so did you save your coupon so for now? I have this coupon that you can see. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it, does it, can you read it properly yeah, or is it flipped? It. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have my camera right for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to sit here because that was the, you the go only check Doritos. Other, you can check a different save It's the only Doritos product that I can have. Maybe check a different save ones. That, that's funny. Bastards. They went from my favorite company to my most hated company. Write a new letter. Two weeks. That's right. (laughs) Could you send me a uh, coupon for a different company, please? I've had enough. That was an emotional week, Justin. Let me tell you. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, how about you? What'd you do this week? Uh, My week was good. It was uh, work wise was awesome, but I did (sighs) do some other stuff uh, on a more personal level. I took my daughter to the eye doctor and to the ENT. Oh, you got DNT got, already. Yeah, Good we got for you. ENT. So first eye doctor, we, we uh, like a year ago. So I have bad eyes. I, my prescription's minus six and a half and it started at her age and just progressed quite. Hang on. Can I interrupt? Yeah. You know what I love about glasses, people? Hmm. There's always a competition for how bad someone's eyes are. I it's, would, there's some I of my lo- favorite I wish conversations. I could lose that competition all the time. I tend I know, to but... win unless I'm against my mom because she had like minus 11. She's got laser surgery now, but. So I'm, yeah, but, minus six and a half is both my eyes. So if I have no context and I, it's not blind, but it's not great. 
And so last time we took her just a little bit over a year ago, the eye doctor was talking about this new type of lens that has had just come out into Canada. It's been around in like Asian countries for quite a while. And it's this development that they've been working on where I don't even know how it does what it does, but the lens itself is very useful for especially kids. And then when the parents have eyes like I have, where there's, there can be a tendency for that to be hereditary and the eyes can get worse. Somehow this lens helps. The eyes are still going to change, but it limits how bad the eyes can potentially get. So for somebody like myself at a minus six and a half, had these lenses existed back then and my parents could get them, I could have ended at more like a minus two, minus two and a half, which is a huge, huge difference when it comes to prescriptions in the eyes. So what they did with uh, Sophia is they had us come back three months later last year just to see if there was any change at all in the eye. And if the eye was starting to change because that was around the same age it did for me, then they were going to recommend these lenses because she had a very small prescription at that point that she didn't really have to have glasses. And sure enough, in the three months, she had already made a change of a quarter, uh, Mm 0.25. So they suggested these lenses. So we said, Yeah, I mean, if I can help her not have eyes like mine in the end, that'd be awesome. So they, and they weren't cheap, but the one thing that was cool with them is that they came with a two-year warranty, but part of that two-year warranty on the lens was, and it's made specifically for kids, is if the eyes change in the first year, they'll replace the lens for free within the first year to the new prescription. So the idea is make sure you get your eyes checked again before that one year runs up, because then you can go in and have Mm -hmm. the lens replaced. So. I took her in to get those checked and w- impressively, like, remember I said in th- the first three months they had changed a quarter, which was the same for me. I used to change almost close to half a point every single year um, yep. in the, in the year since she, her eyes haven't changed at all, which is oh, cool. amazing. It, it's a little tough cause it means she has to wear glasses all the time, but she loves wearing glasses anyway. So she doesn't care. She looks so. really cute with them too. Yeah. She loves them. There was a, like a 0.25% change in, in the astigmatism, but the best part is we were able to take them in new lenses were ordered and they're going in this week and we won't have to pay for that because that's just part of the warranty. So that was really cool. I was really actually like nerdily excited for that because I remember it sucked as a kid, just constantly having your eyes getting worse and worse and worse. You're all, and, and for me too, at minus six and a half, minus six and a half lenses, if you don't pay the extra money to have them squashed are like half an inch Bottom, thick. Yeah. <laughs> they're just massive, right? So yeah, so that was really cool. And then, yeah, we got into the ENT, which was awesome. And thankfully, everything turned out great. The, the ENT person, I'm not sure who you had, but this was the same guy that actually did Ethan's ENT work when Ethan used to have bloody noses, so they cauterized. They had to cauterize up his nose. Mm-hmm. This guy, it just happened to be the same guy. Amazing. Like, he's just so good with kids. He's so, uh, he's really honest. He's upfront. And um, anyway, so they did, like, the whole scoping up her nose, and thankfully, everything's good. And he just said it's, She'll most likely just grow out of it and not to be worried, but she has no, Good. they check the adenoids like you and, uh, like with uh, violet and stuff. And thankfully everything looks great. But so yeah, that was nice to at least, uh, at least hear that and get that all sorted. And then yeah, I threw my it's, back. It's nice. It's oh, nice to get appointments done and checked off out of the way, you know, like just to have know. a lot less pending. Yeah, it is. The, mm-hmm. Having the knowledge is actually quite nice, but I'm sorry through your back out. Um, yeah. doing push-ups with, uh, 3,000 naked ladies on your back? I wish, man. Every time I throw my back out, it's something stupid. And this this was even made even more stupid because I just, ha- it happened to be this week that I was going in for my RMT appointment, which I try to do every month if I can do it because it does quite help my neck and my back. Uh, and I go once a month and the, I was at the RMT place in the sauna for the 15 minutes before I go in for the RMT. And when I sat up, from being seated in the sauna, I just tweaked the left that side sucks. of my upper middle back and it was, oh, it was brutal. Yesterday was awful. And getting pills is kind of hard right now. Like there's a relatively yes. large shortage of a lot of things right now. And that was one of them. So I have been just sucking down whatever I can find because it's hard to stop. So I'm trying to work from my couch because that's the most comfortable spot like this. This spot here is good, except when it's actually out. Like I can work from my office now and it doesn't mess me up anymore. Like it used to, the chair is a huge help, but when it's out, I'm hooped. I literally can't do anything. So, and then I beat God of War this week. That game, I think it's better. I think it's my, my favorite game of the year, even over Elden Ring. Really? The storyline was incredible. 
like just it was so good and the world was huge it just kept getting bigger and bigger and yeah it was literally one of my favorite games i think i've ever played the storyline was so good that's really cool that's one thing that um uh, is one of my criticisms to dark souls and elden ring games is you have no idea what the story is you can sure. catch some side stories you, you might have some questions with the lore and i do like how they present and do their storytelling mm-hmm. but i don't like how little i know to the concept of even just the basic world like right. the erd tree or the flame of humanity like even just the basic concept is like I, why does this need to be translated for me like this is my language yeah, yeah like it's just the concept i can't even get so that is really cool when there's a game that you like just as much as Elden Ring, but you actually grasp the story and it's good storytelling some of my favorite stories are video game stories absolute yeah. favorite concepts and design so that's cool and they Glad i mean the it. thing is too like with Elden Ring and and dark souls games for me and i'm sure it's the same for you we don't really i don't play them for the story i like knowing what's happening but it's just they're just w- really great big games and boss fights and it's a lot of fun God of War would be nothing without its storyline. Like it has to have that that storyline, but it just was told so well, and there were so many. I, it was weird to play a game because I haven't played very many games in quite a long time. But to play a game where you were actually chuckling at things that were being said or things that happened, or you could actually feel like the emotional change that was happening in the game when things were. It was just very, very well done. One of my favorite games ever, and uh, yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. Super, super well good. done. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Remember good Shadow week. of the Colossus? Yeah, amazing game. Oh, and amazing. One of my favorite stories. Yeah, yeah. Very Story like good. no dialogue really, almost nothing except for the hints that you got, and then when your character go Agno, <laughs> trying to call the horse. Uh, but man, I remember crying in that game, and I mean that's a PS2 game, right? Was it PS2? Wow. PS2, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think it might have been one of the first PS2 games because they had Oni or Ori or, oh, shoot, what was the one? They had one game before that. Anyway, I love Shadow of the Colossus. That would be like the only game if they made Shadow of the Colossus. I know they remade it, but they did like another version. Remaster, I, I think, right? There used to be a Castlevania where they tried to do that, but it ended up being like two bosses that oh. were Shadow of the Colossus. See, I remember they were trying to do yeah. that. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good week. Have you heard of the game um, Path of Exile? A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit happened this week. A little bit. Yeah, and thankfully not all of the things happened this week. We got curses yeah. still coming out next week, so. Look at GGG That's thinking good. about us podcast folks. Thanks, guys. Just <laughs> spreading <laughs> out spread the it news. Out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And early next week, curses are showing up. Mm-hmm. I'm Probably excited the for day that after one. this episode. Yeah, me too. That was uh, the s- second on our list. I still can't believe Arch Nemesis. Like I'm, I'm playing, I'll, I'll get into this, but I'm playing, you know, right now. Cause I'm, I'm still theory crafting. That's, that's my curse. I never actually take characters deep because I'm like, well, what about this idea? Well, what about this idea? Well, what about this idea? So now I'm doing a, another, what about this idea? And I'm going through and I come across a stupid arch nemesis mod and I die to it. And I'm like, ah, you're not going to last very long. <laughs> that's awesome. So, and then, but then I start thinking, I'm like, what if all these buffs that they're doing to the skills are going to make me hate it. Like, remember when we were really oh, excited about Arch Nemesis, hmm. right? But then, of course, it wasn't implemented the way that, you know, both the fans and the company were hoping. So it ended up being, like, my least favorite two leagues, even though that was a change we were really excited for. So now I'm really excited for this again. And I started thinking the other day, I'm like, what if, you know, because they're buffing certain skills, because mm-hmm. they're, they're not coupled with many other skills anymore and other, other modifiers, what if they buff stuff like, heralding minions what if they make it do more damage there's more spires do you think there's they'll more... still have that do you think that will still be oh, a thing? I, I still i still really do hope that they get rid of some of those stupid modifiers because they still surprise you like i, I still want them to hopefully consider the surprise aspect of like because you know like a rares modifiers just don't all of a sudden show up on your screen and you're aware that they're there so there can be some some modifiers that just smash you out of nowhere because you didn't even know that there was a rare within the vicinity of its reach right so anyway but i was thinking to myself and laughing about that i'm just curious if because do you know do you remember what all the uh, okay so so here's the thing with heralding minions there's a there's a couple that are almost the same but go ahead go ahead well it's just that if 
heralding minions was just the fact that it created those things and maybe they it's just a it's just i i don't know how you keep heralding minions but still have it only be one modifier because heralding minions also gave buffs like there were there was more to heralding minions so i'm curious I, yeah i don't know i'm not really sure i'm kind of curious how you how you tie how do you strip all of the other modifiers and then still have the little minions but in the end you know what justin i don't actually care scrap it right well yeah i would much rather them scrap some of them too but at least even if they buff some of the skills at least you know it's now you actually will well hopefully to some degree know what it did versus like well i don't know who knows what that was right so hmm. that's right and get those striders out of act two and three striders those are strong man yeah those things that uh like the magic monsters with the strider whether it's flame strider cold strider whatever (laughs) and it's like they have the huge trail of um burning ground or whatever now they should only have that right oh still it's so strong it is so strong well don't run through three i'm like "Ah!" (laughs) trying to reset my zones so anyway uh this week uh we there was another streamer interview which I always enjoy reading. This one was DS Lily, and hopefully it's just how it came across because I feel kind of bad for her, but it, she almost seemed kind of defeated and I felt really bad. Like how some of the what? answers were just the life of streaming, you know, like, uh, well, I used to like, like playing video games, but now it's a job. So now whenever I play video games, I feel like I have to broadcast or, it's probably you know, common. any suggestions to people. Well, try and find something new because there's thousands of people out there and your chances of being successful are pretty slim. Like it just, I felt bad for her. I hope she was just, I hope it's just how I read it because uh, it's really cool to be featured by GGG and I hope that her numbers really uh, increased from that. I've, cool. I've seen DS Lily a few times too online when, uh, you know, you see who's, who's there and the suggested there. So her name comes up a lot. So I've clicked on her sometimes. And so hopefully the uh, announcement did quite well for her thanksgiving sale normally we oh uh, yeah did we say happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving americans i don't think we said it last week so here it is happy thanksgiving no we would have think we said did. it Mm-mm. well bonfet americanos yep i mean it's really close to christmas so it's kind of weird but you do you americans <laughs> no. you do weirdos you. yeah you should probably have it in october like but us. you brought it hey. you brought us black friday so you did you know hey you know that steering wheel that I was waiting for? Yeah. It didn't go on sale. No. I could have had it like six weeks ago. <laughs> this stupid steering wheel for Formula One to connect to my Xbox. It, it doesn't, never went on sale. It didn't go on sale. It actually went up in price yesterday by 20 bucks. Well, that's what Amazon does. I've been does waiting and waiting Black and waiting. Friday. They upped the price. It was like $158 and it went up to $178. That's what pretty typical heck? for but Black But they still Friday, honored the old, they still honored the old price. Really? So I ended up buying it for one. Yeah. Maybe they felt bad because it was in my it was in my cart for about two months, <laughs> hoping it would go from one fifty eight to one fifty five or something. I don't know. Yeah, anything. Anyway, Give me that one percent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also a good time um, for all of you. Like we have um, a few December birthdays in our extended family. My son's birthday's in January, so it is a good time to kind of not just for Christmas, but pick up other stuff because with american thanksgiving so close to christmas and then christmas itself with boxing day sales in canada i don't know what other people do for boxing day but uh boxing day here is like the 26th is when stores traditionally would just like okay we got to get rid of all of our christmas stuff so we could normally restock now restocking is a big issue ever since covid started now everybody's empty so aaron and i we have to stock up for even violet's birthday in march because stores are still quite empty from christmas at that point so Anyhow, the GGG's having the uh, MTX sale, but it was, I thought it was kind of a cool theme. Only classic sales, only classic skins and MTX, which oh, cool. I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. And so obviously, Justin, guess what I bought every single time? A Weta, mm-hmm. some more rain for my hideout, mm-hmm. some falling leaves for my hideout. <laughs> falling leaves, got to have those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always wanted this, but I never got it. May as well have gotten it way back when, but I got the bleached skull, the head MTX. It's just a skull. Yeah, it's nice. No extra fancy stuff. It's just white and I love it. So I wish you could put hats on the skulls because I have quite a few of the skulls, but then you can't put a hat on top. Well, Justin, you're just a plethora of fantastic ideas that you never post to GGG. This is just us talking. So you know that's not going to happen. Just us talking. So yeah. So anyway, got some stuff on the sale, which was kind of fun. I almost never do that. So I decided to, you know what? Screw it. I'm getting that bleach skull. I'm splurging. And Weta and rain and leaves. 
Uh, I checked the dev manifesto section before we started here when I was making the notes. Uh, No, none of the dev palettes manifestos are in the dev manifesto. But you know what? All the other ones, you know what the Calandra one says? Oh, God, here we go. Balance manifesto for Lake of Calandra. You know what the one below it says? Balance manifesto (laughs) for whatever that post was. Maybe they'll move it there after it's an announcement. Maybe when it's no longer an announcement, (sighs) then it moves into the manifestos. If have it in both. Oh, my gosh. Then you got to read multiple spots for responses no it's just one click it says hey announcement we could did the, 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 the we did the dev manifesto for this. click here click here oh and that's then awful it to the same link so that's not it. thinking of the if user i tie. have questions i'm like oh yeah remember that dev manifesto when it'll probably they go to the dev manifest shut your face it'll so move there delirium later. everywhere began i'm not playing it but i hope everybody that is playing it is having a fantastic dying time and dying lots people in our discord are talking about having you know 94% delirium areas. So good luck. Can they go up by a percent? I thought they were by fives. Wouldn't it be 95%? I don't, oh, I don't, I don't think it can go with a 94. Just, maybe it was a typo. I maybe don't know. It can. The, the 94, 95 is a lot. Okay. It's a lot. Just shut your face. Also, Balance Manifesto came out. Mm-hmm. The announcement. Balance Manifesto came yeah, out. Yeah, that's where it should be. Makes sense. Because it was uh, an announcement. Manway and Discord. My apologies for always saying it incorrectly. Thank you for correcting me. They are not Eldrick modifiers. Like our buddy Eldrick, they're Eldritch right. alters. Mm-hmm. So, Eldritch. Did you say Eldrick? Uh, I don't even think I ever noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Eldrick and Chieftain are really good buds. <laughs> they hang out all the time at the coffee well, shop. Except that Chieftain's correct. <laughs> oh, Chieftain. Chieftain. Oh, Chieftain. Oh, right. Okay. Now hey, you can't yo, even say yo, it see incorrectly. my buddy Chieftain. <laughs> that sounds like one of those Key and Peel. The one where he can't say the name of the students. <laughs> hey, 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 Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Jay Quellen. Where Jay Quellen at? <laughs> I do watch that one every now and then. That I just was saw it the other one. day. Just showed up on my, I don't even remember where, but I watched the whole thing again. It was so good. Uh, so good. And then I forget the last guy's name, but you know, the teacher says the last guy's name. The guy goes, prison. Oh, just the very last guy. And instead oh, of saying really? present, he says it wrong. Present. present. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, that one's so good. So Eldritch thing. Uh, really cool. And now I'm not one. I've never been a big fan of the altars. You and I have always been opposite. I remember some of our fans were joking around with us a little bit after the fact, after we mentioned this, because you're a big fan. Your builds are always strong enough that you can really ignore all the negative consequences. And so it's just all about which positive effect do you want. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not playing with those negative consequences. I don't like I'm looking at the negative first and then nixing it. And you're only looking at the positives to nix it. And so this is quite interesting for me because it was never really a focus. I've always preferred, even though I like the boss fights that both Eldritch paths take you, I've always preferred the Maven pathway. And so I've just normally just stuck with it. Like I like having the bosses witnessed. I like them having a little bit more difficult. I don't like a lot of the Maven interactions in terms of like the stupid orbs and ground dots and stuff that she does but for the most part i prefer the encounters better than the or you know obviously prior to this prior to the i preferred the maven experience over the altar experience and i find because i play so infrequently i if i spread out you know if i did one of the left altars then maven then one of the right altars and then i keep switching it I would never encounter anything because I just I just don't play that often. So it makes more sense for someone who plays as infrequently as me to just pick one of them that I like and go for it. So this was really interesting to read. And the thing that really interested me about this was what's going to happen to the core game with all of these altar changes? Like what's going to happen to the Atlas Passive Tree? They already talked about two different keystones, but what other changes are going to happen to the Atlas Passive Tree now that they've made this like because there's some really really cool stuff happening here um what one of them that i like and i hope this continues for a lot of the other things but altar bots they're now going to be on the map ui which i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. that would impact you more than than me yeah i i think that i think that effect is very cool we've talked about this for a long time being able to visually see things is better i think my concern is still exactly what it was with the existing altars which is it's too much to read in a very short amount of time. Uh, this not none of this stuff is making that better. Unfortunately, it is still going to be a case of like, like I it's this I've never liked this about a lot of things. It was the one thing that was was it ultimatum that I loved. I love the pause function. 
give me a, a moment to see what it is and then make yeah. a decision. I still think I'd like to see that and even stuff like this. I don't, I know you can't really do it. I don't know how it works on a multiplayer level, but on a single player even level. Blight. Right. I just, it's so hard. Oh my God. Blight mm. needs something in between waves or something because it's just awful. But this, you're getting two. So you click it once, which then pops up two options. And then you have literally, you don't have time to, to check it. Like there, I did see in their fact, they were like, you know, it, this is something people have mentioned. Currently, our, our fix is just kill everything around the altar. Well, just the problem with killing everything around the altar is shit still comes in from the sides. It do, you can't, without clearing a large area, you can't really do it. And then the problem too is the benefit comes from killing the monsters. Like the altars affect what happens when you kill the monsters. So I want to be able to click it as quick as I can to get the benefit and then move on. Isn't and it only the monsters that spawn from the altar? Yeah, but if you move away, more can spawn. It's like if you've clicked any other altars, you can hit different areas where new monsters spawn up. So you could be potentially killing monsters that would have been affected by that altar. It's not just the monsters that spawn on this altar, because uh, eldritch, eldritch monsters can spawn away from an altar, right? As you're running through, you hit that little weird stuff, and then all of a sudden monsters will pop up from it. Okay, I understand. So... Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the solution is, but it, that is a really tough part. And for me, quite often I am just reading the, well, to be actually fully honest, what ends up happening is if you kill the boss, and I know they're working on this too, the whole, what I used to do is kill the boss as quickly as I could, then hit the altars, because that that's how you're getting the most bang for your buck from the altars. I still think that's going to be a thing, but they're trying to fix that a little bit. But there was a modifier that was, this affects you, and there was a modifier that this affects the monsters, and I almost always just pick the one that said this affects the monsters i wouldn't really read much else except this affects the monsters because i didn't want ones that would affect me like less uh cooldown per power charge or something i'd always find there was always something in the this affects the player option that could quite often break my build but there was very rarely something in the this affects the monsters side that would be nothing was worse than just oh this is a little bit harder so I'm not sure how they fix that visual side of it because I would yeah. love a pause function like ultimate. It was ultimatum, right? That had that. Yeah. I mean, good job remembering the name again. That's the one we always forget. It, mm -hmm. But at least they mentioned that like they've considered a lot of different options, including the ultimatum pause and a lot of things that they brought it up. That was in the FAQ. And they said currently just with the state of whether it's the state of the game or state of future plans, unfortunately, the current method is still the best method in their opinion for how to go about it but at least they brought it up and said that and listed some of the ideas they considered and hopefully considered strongly uh i think one of the coolest changes to this is something that they said it's not actually related but a little bit it is awakened gems can drop from witnessed maps mm -hmm. that's good Just like on the process to unlocking maven that's so fantastic for me like for yeah, a casual player to fight maven i've never had an awakened gem drop hmm ever not for me personally like i've had them drop in co-op because we were doing one of your maps or and or you know you can find them in trade or people give them to you but i've never actually had earned my own yeah. and so this will be a lot of fun because it does give the opportunity but here's here's the part am, am i reading this correctly so here not directly related to altars but related to the choice of what type of influence you run in your maps we are adding a chance for maven witnessed map bosses to drop an awakened gem now that there's a comma there, so I'm going to keep going, but that is like just on the way to like a normal map being witnessed by Maven has a chance to drop an awakened gem, right? right? We're not talking just at her crucible when I'm fighting all the bosses at once. We're Correct. talking just a Maven a map witness boss. map okay. boss. Mm -hmm. So I'm not misreading it. Okay. Uh, so the witness map boss to drop an awakened gem, inclusive of the awakened gems that are typically exclusive to Maven. So even the Maven exclusive ones have a chance to drop. Like, I am reading this correct, right? Like, it sounds like all Awakened Gems can drop from a witnessed boss. Maven okay. boss. Mm -hmm. So uh, my, my assumption would be that, of course, that chance to get one of those ex previously exclusive gems would be a lot more rare or more slim of a chance to get than some of the other Awakened ones. And you probably still have the a greater chance to get it dropping from Maven herself. Right, or they did from bring that the up in the fact as well. Mm -hmm. So in oh, the fact they, they said, 
the, one of the questions was how common are awakened gems from the maven and they their response is when you kill the maven herself the chance of getting an awakened gem is quite common the drop chance from maven witness map bosses is a lot lower than this because these fights occur more often which is totally true the goal is that they're common enough that it feels worthwhile running right. maven witness maps while not having awakened gems feel too common and significantly lowering their value which is awesome i yeah. really like that yeah I, that's such a fantastic change Especially it actually because, for me gives me, sorry, it gives me this spot of, of actually debating because you were saying that you tended to lean towards the Maven side, whereas I actually, I would move away from the Maven once I had done the first 10 boss fight because I didn't want to continue doing the 10 boss fight. I wanted to, I felt I got more reward from doing one of the other Eldritch uh, influences. So to be able to now go, well, there's actually kind of a decent benefit to doing like the chance of getting some of her awakened gems. That's especially if you do a lot of maps. I, I think that's cool. I like it. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. And cause my time isn't going to increase because of sure. these changes, you know what I mean? So I'm still mm -hmm. going to be on that. Okay. I still have to pick one. I know there's huge benefits to go to either of the new paths that they have the Eldritch bosses, but it's probably still going to be Maven for me because it's just, boss 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 and i like that and then it gives me the opportunity for more bosses and then the awake so I, I i love that you know from selfish perspective i love that a player like me was considered with this and i just i think that's really cool and scarabs two things with scarabs that just yes yes rusted scarabs are now in the normal drop pool amazing uh, now that's amazing. i honestly didn't i have always had enough scarabs but i never paid attention to where i got them from so I never realized they weren't part of the normal drop pool. I mm -hmm. would just get it from whatever other content I was doing, but I never realized which content, like I didn't realize it wasn't from the core pool. I think I just accidentally said that three ways, three different times. But I also, and so I, I like that now. I think that's a lot more um, exciting. Hopefully I get lots more of them because the fact that they have that upgrade feature now. So nice. Yeah, and even if you don't have the tab, they added the vendor recipe for it as well to upgrade it, which is really cool. But having but it in if the you have amazing. the tab, now you can upgrade it. And so that's just like essences. And I think it was Shaq that pointed out what Ziz says the last time Shaq was on. Shaq was talking about essences and he's like, don't upgrade your essences all the way, right? Like do it to like the second last or the third last tier. Don't do it to the last one. It gives you a lot more opportunities to spam and still get decent rolls. And that was really smart. Maybe the rusted scarabs, maybe this would be the same thing because there's four levels of scarabs, right? Yeah, there's four levels of scarabs. So maybe that'll be something to consider too. I think oils need that next. The upgrade function for oils in the tab. As far they as are. I can tell, I, you can't upgrade oils in yes, the can. tab. Yep. Click the upgrade button and it will three to one the next one you just keep clicking it I, can't, I swear i've looked at that since you've said that and i haven't seen it i think you're mixing it up i guarantee you that's how i do it all the time you I just click the actual crap. oil once you click the upgrade button you actually click the oil itself and that's what upgrades it to the tier above it promise it's Doubt there it. <laughs> i'll look at it again uh let's see oh yeah and then just in the faq they did mention that heist and expedition which are i guess other places where you would get a lot of yeah eldritch Loot. thingies uh they're not even going to be touched despite these changes which i guess would excite a lot of alter people was there anything that stood out to you there's a few more things but i've been talking straight so you go uh i am i'm to be honest no i'm i'm excited for it i think it'll be a fun change i i'm not totally sold on the ability to stop people from rushing the boss i so i i do like a couple things one i like that they've stopped and i know some people won't like it but i like that they've stopped allowing you to spec into the atlas tree on both sides and gain the benefit of both sides in a single map because that's what you did you would take both the big nodes because that would affect your alters just having you could choose to have just one influence on the map but you were still gaining the benefit of how alters were affected whether you went to the right or the left side on the atlas passive uh, i do like that they're stopping that because it frees you up a little bit for the for the atlas passive tree because if you were a strong build you could really 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 soup up eldritch uh alters so i'm fine with them taking that away because it affects such a small percentage of the player base that was able to do that the ability to stop people from boss rushing uh, i'm not sure that this is enough to do it because the problem was when you went through a map 
and you'd get the Eldritch Altar would pop up. Your options for the boss tend, the, the, the reason, it's not even like that the, the options were bad, you know, like, oh, the boss will drop additional currency or the boss will drop extra div, div cards or extra maps or whatever. The problem was there's one boss and the, and the alternative is to choose something that affects all of the Eldritch minions or enemies, which is huge across the whole map. So my, the, the, the problem, I'm not sure how you make the boss option strong enough to make it worth picking. Cause I would love for them to find a way to get rid of it. Cause what it meant to me is I would have to play a map. Like I, I did dunes a ton because dunes, you could just run right along the edge get straight to the boss, kill the boss. There's a couple other maps that are like that, but you could kill the boss. Uh, uh, Nessa was the same. Get straight to the boss, yeah, kill the boss. I love that map. Yep. It, you, this way of playing it, you'd hate, but you would go straight to the boss, kill the boss, because then when I hit the altars, there's no boss options anymore. Now it's only minion-based options because the boss is dead. That's just the way that the game oh, that's works. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Right. So you would kill the boss quickly. That way you would never have to worry about getting a boss option in the altars. And... I'm just curious how much can they buff or how, how can they make it feel like there's still a value to clear the map like normal, choosing the altars you want, but feel like if you choose the boss option, there's going to be, it's going to be rewarding enough to do that. I'm not sure. And without seeing them, I don't think it's fair to, I've seen a lot of people that are judging it already, which I don't think is fair because we haven't seen what those modifiers True. will be, but. I just feel like when you're, when you're adding an, a modifier for a single entity in an entire map of thousands of mobs, th that, that benefit has to be pretty strong for me to feel like it's worthwhile taking and then clearing the map like normal and then killing the boss. And yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they, how they decide to do that. Because if the modifier for the boss is not good enough in the rewards, you're still going to have people rushing the map boss which again i actually don't know that that's a bad thing that's how a person if a person chooses to play that personally that's sure. not the end of the world i think what they're trying to do is limit the feeling of needing to do that or there being such a big benefit to doing it uh, i don't think a boss adding dropping three val orbs you know is going to be sufficient unless and this is why i say it's not fair to judge it yet if you did a full map clear and chose all of the boss modifiers, first off, that boss is going to become a nightmare to fight. But yeah. maybe the drops uh, are valuable enough. Maybe they are. I'm not sure. It's just really hard to balance out. How do you make one entity, its value right. equal to hundreds of entities that could be affected by choosing the other options? So but how do you make that boss, how do you make it so that you're not an idiot for not going on that? eldritch right. path as well because it still needs to be relatively fair and maybe that's why they have the awakened gems coming from the maven pathway of bosses because that maven path still needs to be just as tempting from a boss reward system as the other um, you know what you could also do um maybe i mean if if they gg can't find a balance that they're happy with in terms of this boss rushing and i agree with you sometimes it's just the personality quirk go for it min max it some people I'm going to hug the right no matter what, no matter what my perks are. I'm picking perks that are going to, when I'm hugging the map, hugging the right wall of the map, those are the perks I want, the ones that benefit that kind of play style. But maybe there's just get rid of boss perks. Yeah, I don't really know why they don't just offer all three. Why not just give them instead of, I mean, it would be a nightmare to read three. I can't even imagine an altar <laughs> pops up with three, two's already bad enough, but I, why limit it? Why not just let because there's, there's three that will have the potential to drop on every altar. It's just that only two will show. And if the boss is killed, the boss will not show. So that's the way it works. I don't know that it's so bad if you just offered all three. Oh, that's to an somebody. interesting way to do it too. I didn't know that's how it worked. But I don't know how <laughs> that would not be fun to read. It just, it would be even harder to, to try and figure out. But you would stop the need for people. I mean, the problem is you wouldn't stop people rushing the boss. But what you would, well, no, you would. Because then I wouldn't feel like I had to kill the boss first. I could just kill the boss when I wanted and still choose the options in the altar that I wanted because I don't actually care about the boss options. By, by making it limited to the two options while having a chance for the boss to show up in those two options while it's still alive. Uh, I mean, you could also just say... Oh, people would rage though. You couldn't do this now that it was the other way, but you could say like, well, the boss options can still show even after the boss is dead. I, 
I'm not saying they should, no, no. but I'm just saying you could, and that would eliminate the need of people feeling like they had to rush if the boss. If you did all three, it wouldn't matter when the boss thing disappears. That's right. And mm-hmm. watch GG's listening to this, and they're like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought of that. I don't know, or, like, or, who knows what the consequences to that are, but I like that, because then that would pr- provide people, no matter their quirk or their preference for playing, you do what you want. If you right. want to do the boss rush thing, okay, fine. Like, it doesn't change your reward. It wouldn't change it at because all because it would all still be options. available the way that it was yep. already there anyway. Mm-hmm. And so then it would even open up people's preferred maps to not be boss rush right. specific. Too, I felt right? forced when I did that, which again, you are 100% right, is a personal quirk. It's a feeling of min maxing. And you know you can maximize the amount of drops when you did a boss rushing way of dealing with the Eldritch Altars. But I was extremely limited. I was doing Mesa or Dunes. I can't even think of too many others and to the point where even in some cases where I was super juicy maps risking like in Mesa trying to get to the boss first it just it Mm -hmm. wasn't super enjoyable but again that was my choice I chose to play that way I definitely did not have to but to be able to get two to be able to get two modifiers that could potentially be uh, mob related and not boss related was worthwhile to kill the boss first so I don't know what their solution is to it. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I am excited. I, again, we, I said this last week. I don't care what they what change they make. I'm always excited to try it out. It makes the game fresh and new, and that's fun for me. So I'm, I am very much looking forward to it. Word I just. Like the, word. I think they said they're increasing the altars, but decreasing the spawns too, which that could be really cool too. I mean, if you think about having even more options to affect them, while having less enemies to kill i think that's cool yeah especially because those those pros and cons stack yep right so now you're gonna have more to consider it is more to read but you know hopefully it is does end up being more impactful with the enemies a part of that because they are kind of doing all that increasing is uh those monsters aren't going to be dropping stacks of things anymore if i read that correctly Right? It's just yeah, I don't individual really things. understand that one, and I'm well, not sure I like it. I don't. I mean, they they, they can change they that say the words though. it drops individual. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> right. is going on here? Well, that should never come out of your mouth. We've right. had this conversation. Well, I can't tell you how much basic currency I have that in the later maps, you know, it has to be like a high stack of something to you. Yeah, you're walking right past it. Yep. Right. Well, it doesn't show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, Justin, I was playing with filters this week. Oh, but um. Another thing that we haven't talked about yet, it's not like it needs some, but I think it's really neat, is the altars don't offer boring crap anymore. So there's no more like augments, transmutes, um, whetstones, armor scraps. Mm -hmm. I like that. And they even decided to no longer offer stuff like gems, unique items, maps, or influenced items. So now it's like a a much more specific thing. But another thing that... Oh, and then what else? What else? Um, To go coincide with that when they drop stuff like currency or scarabs or div cards now it's very specific to what it is so the example they gave was now it this is going to drop val orbs as opposed to just currency oh it tells you specifically i like that they did that with even like the div cards too where it will be like div cards for currency or div cards for uniques or whatever i like that imagine if for currency it actually said exalted orbs We'll drop three exalted orbs. Okay. <laughs> Get like obliterated right away because of the, the mod that's attached with it. But I think that'd be awesome. So anyway, yeah, I thought that was neat. Even though I don't play the altars when I was reading that, I'm like, oh, cool. I really hope that that's that successful. And so that kind of applies to so many different other things. Like if you're identifying a strong box or something, I think that'd be awesome. So anyway, yeah, it was really neat. Uh, it wasn't my most excited manifesto that I was looking forward to before it was released. But I was surprised how much of it would actually impact my normal gameplay, even though I'm not an Eldritch player. Can I go back to something that you just said? Because I, I just read the actual line and now I'm, I feel like I'm even more confused. It's talking about the whole like basic currency and now how you have offer choices for specific currency. And like they said, the example, instead of basic drops three currency, you'll now see things like map boss drops three Val orbs. But the line after that is the currency rewards from influenced minions no longer drop in stacks larger than one. Are they actually saying that any currency that drops will only drop as a single currency? From mapping that's specific to Eldritch. Yes. 
That's what it sounds why? like to me. Um, why does currency drop in stacks of one now? This change only applies to rewards from influence monsters. After rewards, alter rewards that say things like map drops, map boss drops three Valorbs will still drops in a stack requiring one click for pickup. One of the goals of the altar changes from the outset was to retain the feel of altars such as that the gameplay feels similar. Oh, sorry. Wow. Okay. One of the goals of the altar changes from the outset was to retain the feel of altars such as such that the gameplay feels familiar as we're generally happy with how that feel how that feels to play. Part of retaining this means that we want to keep the frequency of encountering eldritch altars relatively common. If we want to give you altars relatively often, it means we're giving out rewards relatively often. So one of the ways of balancing this is to make the stack sizes of those rewards lower. Most currency rewards from influence monsters already drop in stacks of one, but there are a few outliers, mostly the map currency rewards. The outliers are generally the only thing that is changing here in terms of stack size. So it's one of those things that it seems like it sounds worse in our head, even though like we, we all want things to stack. We still want, you know, if there's like 50 scrolls of wisdom on the screen, we want it to be sucked into one no matter where it fell on the screen. But it does sound like despite the fact that that's not what we're looking for, this is just cleaning up some of the extra stuff that we didn't already know existed. Like we didn't know that most of that stuff was already dropping in singles. So. I think I know you do. I know. Stupid. It is so <laughs> stupid. You should never, ever, ever be looking towards making a person click more. I just think that's absolutely ludicrous. Although I still don't understand why we can't have a, a D3 style pick up one scroll and all of the ones that are within a range of you get sucked in. I just I, you shouldn't. I don't think you should ever be aiming towards. Maybe it's because they feel like there's more stuff on the ground then, and it looks like you're getting more out of it. But any day, I would rather click on a stack of three alchemies than three individual alchemies. I don't feel like I've achieved more by stick clicking on three individual alchemies. In fact, I actually feel better about seeing a stack of three because that seems exciting because the number is bigger. Right. Then remember anyway, what they we'll were see. doing before. With just the core gameplay, they made this change quite a few leagues ago now, if my yeah, memory just serves me correct me. They just, you're going to see Alks left often, less often, but you're going to see them in stacks, and it's going to end up being the Could same ratio, it's just less clicking. Yeah, I don't know, we'll see how it plays out. It just, that, the way that they say it, and the way that it shows to me, uh, seems like nonsense, and doesn't make sense, and I don't like it. And then when I read that <laughs> fact that you just read right now, it seemed like uh like a political response like it, when you ask a question that says like hey what's a plus b they're like well actually if you add s and r that's kind of what you should like it kind of seemed like very deflective not actually referencing what you're asking and more just pointing you in a different direction because you're stupid and you won't, you won't know that they did it yeah, so no, we'll, we'll see. see how it plays we'll, we'll see. see how it plays uh did you i assume you didn't touch poe this week no i didn't did you yeah i did lots nice how's Having it going what you ball. doing well for some reason, and I don't know why it didn't before, but how the continue function or command works in filters just clicked for me this week. I'm like, how? It's so simple. Why didn't, why doesn't, why doesn't that, that, that makes perfect sense. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking well, about? In filter land, prior to this continue function being introduced, which was quite, quite a while ago now, you basically had to tell your filter what is shown and what is hidden, right? You just had to, it said show, it said hide. And for everything specifically, unless you were grouping it all together, it had to be individual and spread out. This is how I want it to look, and this is what I want. Now what you can do, I mean, this has been like this for a long time, but the continue function allows you to be like, okay, I want all corrupted items to have a red border. So you can just set that right up, and then you, you so you do the command, you do the block, and then underneath, instead of continuing to the next block, you write continue, and then now the filter knows that it's going to be Every single corrupted item is going to have a red border except for items that correlate to it underneath. So it allows basically it's like it's going to have a red border unless one of the blocks underneath says otherwise. So I just for some reason it only clicked this week. So now in my head I've been like half of my theory crafting time has just naturally been like but filters. Do I like my themes? How can I change this? What am I going to do? Like, how much space could I save? Do I want to change all my color themes? 
and my size themes and my beam themes and my sound themes? Or do I just want to add it to the current filter? Anyway, anyway, it's it's been a wonderfully stressful time trying to figure out filter stuff. I have a tiny bit of time before the league starts if I am going to apply it. Uh, what else? Cool. I made a feedback suggestion. Uh, of course you did. Well, it was just, so I play on PC and console. And there's an armory extension on Twitch. I don't know if you've ever used it, but when people are playing Path of Exile and they have the extension activated, you can click on that extension and it sees shows you their gear and their gems, which I absolutely love. I do that with all like, you know, every time I click on Mathol or Ziz, for example, I'll check out what they're doing. And I'm like, man, why is it every time I have those gems, I suck? But you know what I mean? Like, it's good and it's edifying. And I think it's a really cool um, feature to have. But because I play on, and apparently it works on console too, which I didn't know prior to this post, because every time I've used it on console, it only shows my PC stuff. But I think there's an issue with the extension because when I play on both PC and console, it only shows my PC character. So oh, I'll be okay. playing on console. My PC is completely off. I haven't touched my PC in, let's say, a week or whatever. And I'm playing on console. It'll show my PC character. And I, I so there's something to do with the extension that, when you play on both, it doesn't like it. So I, hmm. I had a post about that. Riot Blob on Discord was saying that uh, they, they had a really good suggestion, and uh, but they weren't going to post it online. So I posted it in GGG's suggestion box for them. But Riot Blob said, uh, was curious if stack sizes, in, like in general, like they were talking specifically about certain stack sizes, maybe going from 10 to 20, maybe Chaos Orbs, I think it was. But anyway, I just asked GGG if, stack sizes were going to be reviewed before poe 2 that got a lot of very humorous replies that's for sure people are like poe 2 that's never coming it's just like people just got completely distracted by a whole bunch of different stuff and then people sure. started complaining about because now stack sizes are only dropping by one that all drops are completely nerfed so who needs to care about stack sizes because you're never going to see 10 chaos is again. this on reddit this had to have been Reddit. Oh, yes of course it is yeah. and so I, I i tend i typically tend to post on both i don't know what happened in the last little bit but um, I now enjoy reading like uh, the comments on Reddit, no matter what spectrum the individual is from. So I, I do find it more entertaining now than I find like, oh my goodness, I don't want to deal with this. So anyway, I posted for Riot Blob, the, uh, the currency stack thing, which was fun. Two moons on Patreon. Remember, so, okay, last, last week, last week, week before, probably last week, because we were talking about stuff and things. Uh, I was trying to find out there was a post somewhere about how rarity also impacted quantity. And I'm like, I thought it happened last year, but apparently everyone, and there was a whole bunch of very kind people that were helping me out on Discord and other media platforms saying like, no, that, that change was this league. And it was all just about, you know, this, the item, I, uh, it was all about item conversion, right? Conversion, With the new yeah. Arch Nemesis mods. And so your rarity that would actually impact you know your items and increase that chance but then if those you know you unique items or whatever we're going to get swapped to currency because of whatever mod because then, of, the, of course uh, yeah, modifier right mm -hmm. and so that part i guess didn't compute to me when it was being described when it was originally announced for some reason that to me that felt like a year ago but that is what i was talking about that rarity can stack with quantity for this and so anyway but i was still trying to find the post i was still trying to find it and two moons found it for me it was the youtube interview with ziggy Hmm. At just, At this, just this past league again yeah, so they time time stamped it for me and i got to check and that was it i got like now that little like click in the back of my head where it's like okay i know what you guys are talking about i know you're right but where's the post mm -hmm. two moons checked that off in the back of my head so now i don't have that little bug eating at my brain anymore so thank you everyone for helping me figure that out and finally find Sweet. that and let's see that's the wrong copy and paste that's for something completely different so i hope i'm not missing anything out but yeah this week I started, so remember last week, or I guess for like the last few weeks, I was playing, I was thinking of the idea of doing like an exploding zombies character. I thought mm -hmm. it'd be fun to actually try minion instability, especially because the zombies base life is so high. I think it's secondary. I think it's still second place to the default life of golems, but you can get so many more of zombies, but I'd probably, and I didn't like the cooldown, the four second cooldown, I think it is of golems. So if you're trying to like, spam explosion damage it doesn't really work that well with with the golems like if you're trying to do quite a lot frequently so i was playing around with it and i got i was i was enjoying the idea and the damage was really good the survivability was really good but i was getting kind of bored of the play style maybe i'll go back to it later but i kind of was 
I don't know. I guess it is kind of a tell of a build. If you are thinking about another build, maybe you shouldn't be with your first mm-hmm. build, you know? Maybe that applies to dating too, right? <laughs> thinking <laughs> about someone else while you're with someone else. But anyway, um, so I started doing, and I am quite excited about this, so I hope that it progresses well. Um, I'm trying to not be distracted by damage numbers, right? I'm trying to keep the hardcore mentality when theory crafting and not get distracted by damage nodes that I'm missing out for minions, but I'm trying to do an elementalist with the reaper. And the reason I'm doing the elementalist is just the free golem spawning that it has, but also it has a lot of nice defense, right? So you obviously get the defensive perks from the really invested golems, right? Uh, So that's a lot of free physical damage mitigation for sure. If you're just doing the chaos golem. And then also there's that one um, Aegis skill where you get a certain amount of flat elemental mitigation based on how many notables you have. And then there's the nice perk of either doing chilled or shock on hit. I have to do it, not my minions, but I still like that quite a lot. So I'm playing around with the idea of doing the Reaper with the Elementalist, and I'm doing my best to be as defensive as possible, you know, on the tree having 79% maximum resists or 80 and having over 200% armor and that kind of stuff, and I'm playing with it. But the thing that I'm really enjoying about it is I do have the tree figured out, for the most part. Um, Still humming and hawing on a couple extra nodes versus mastery selections. But the thing that I'm really enjoying is I didn't do any gems. Mm. I want to just see what it feels like. I want to do, and I'm right now I'm playing with Impale support, which I really like. For some reason, it drives me nuts that Bleed is on the Reaper. It makes no sense to me because bleed isn't a stackable ailment that you can do for minions without, I mean, I'm sure there's one or two uniques out there, but just naturally playing with it. If you have a minion or just you and you're doing a lot of attacks at once, well, bleed is based on one hits damage. There's no point to having fast attack speed with bleed because it's just going to keep replacing itself. It doesn't stack like poison or another ailment would. It's... Bleed is like the physical version of burn. You just can't do it with the exception of a very specific item. So it's weird to me that a very fast attacking minion like the Reaper, a lot of the skills are it's like six hits in a split second, it seems like. So even though it is kind of foolish and I see everyone in hardcore solo self found that's doing the Reaper, they're all focusing on the bleed aspect of it. But I kind of want to see what it would be like if I did something like Impale. Impale would benefit from high physical damage if possible, but also frequent attacks, right? The more often Impale goes off, you do do some nice bonus damage there as well, because Impale does have a duration. It's not an infinite stack duration that's, or sorry, the stack of Impale still has a duration. It just doesn't stay there forever, right? And so another idea I was playing with a long time ago was adding poison to it, but I really don't want to go the dex route. I'm not going to have a lot of dex on the tree, and I hate it when I need over 100 dex, you know, on gear just to make some some stuff work so seeing if impale works but the fun thing is is i don't even know which auras i'm going to use right it's just fun to not know which gems you're going to use and go through and play with it so i'm having a lot of fun with it so far but i mean i just got the reaper right i'm in act three i don't think i'm oh no i'm in act four now so anyway i'm hoping that it works out really well but i've been doing that while humming and hawing about this continue function that for some reason took three years to compute properly in my head Nice. So, yeah, it's been fun. It was fun to go through the Eldritch stuff. I'm excited to do Maven nonstop next league. Sorry, I said and Eldritch again. Next Eldritch. Week. It is. Um, if Bex's timeline is accurate from what she posted, she said probably early next week. So potentially before our episode comes out. Hope now. Because they're a day oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess our Sunday is their Monday. Well, that'll be next week anyway. It'll be good stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to wrap up. I actually wanted, I was thinking about this this week and wanted to just send a big thank you to everybody on our Discord. I have had a ton of fun reading it. I think I'm, it's super awesome to see such a large community of people who are positive. It's been, I, I've really, really enjoyed it. So I might not respond. I definitely don't respond like Tyler. Tyler, thankfully, is there, which I love. But uh, yeah, it's just been super nice to read it and see people's comments. And it's just not a, it's not a toxic place, and I, I really appreciate that. So thanks, everybody. Agreed. Yes, thank Make you. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Episode 164, Forever Exile. I'm Justin, a.k.a. Tags. Tyler, Wrecker of Days.
patrons. We'll catch you in After Dark. Everybody else, we'll see you next week in 165. If you're looking for more information, you can find it down below. We got a website, foreverxl.com. We're on Twitter, foreverxl82. Again, we have a very great Discord, so hopefully you're a part of it. And if not, you should pop on in there. And Patreon, another way to support the podcast. You can find that down below. Don't forget to hit the five star on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because we love your faces for it. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. I got to uh, go see how my wife is doing. Apparently, I uh, apparently the last time when I just finished up painting, I, I didn't do I didn't clean it properly and there wasn't plastic underneath the mat. I thought there was. And so a whole bunch of the paint like dried onto our brand new floor that we just got and it can come off. It can come off. But in the moment you realize maybe it can't come off and it was me that did it, but I was out taking the kids to school and she took today off work to, you know, personal day, well needed day of rest, but she's using this day of rest to paint. And uh, then she saw it. And so probably had some choice words for me. Uh, she's cleaning up my mess while I'm doing this recording. We have lots of painting to do, but I'm still doing this recording. So I'm going to go um, apply some band-aids.